You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Hello, everyone. Are we ready? Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Biz Souls. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler, and we get to the heart and soul of business and the people that make it happen. We get to, we get to make it happen again because I screwed up and I forgot to hit record. We have an awesome guest today. Uh, Tessa Terry renovates RVs to a high-end level like no one has ever seen. Hi, Tessa. Hi. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read your introduction. From the time she could count change, Tessa was an entrepreneur. At age eight, she had a baking business. And at age 14, after graduating high school, she started waitressing and making lampshades with her parents, who own a, a successful Victorian lampshade company, having their shades in Paris hotels, New York City restaurants, and even Disney World. In 2021, she looked online and came across an RV for sale. She decided to take a chance and renovated that travel trailer and her business of of creating luxury tiny homes was born. And this is out of South Carolina where you live with your husband and two kids, right? Yeah, that's right. We're out of South Carolina. How old are the kids right now? Oh, I have a boy and a girl and the boy is nine and my little girl is four. Very Cute good. Ages. Exciting Cute years. Ages. So tell yeah. us, um, tell us a little bit about your your background, and you know you are you have a very entrepreneurial spirit. Did you always did you grow up thinking I want to be a uh, you know redo RVs? So not specifically with RVs. Um, I grew up in Arkansas, right outside of Memphis, Tennessee, and my parents had the Victorian Lampshade Company, like you mentioned. So I grew up around design a lot. But yeah, the RVs wasn't until I came across one, uh, like you said, in 2021, and that was just a total whim I took a chance on, and. You you know, I went for it and gave it my best and it worked out well. So uh, is that what you wanted to be when you started out? What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, well, <laughs> like I mentioned to you guys, it's a little bit embarrassing, but my dream job for years was uh, working at Cracker Barrel. You know, of course. I guess. Of course. My, yeah, yeah, Who totally. Wouldn't? It makes sense, right? Who wouldn't? They um, have great so, chicken pot pie. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was the dumplings for me. You know? Oh, there you go. Um, so so I, guess, I guess my advice to parents who have kids with underwhelming goals is just hang in there. That's uh, right. They could change eventually. But yeah, I think I think it was really just me being an overachiever as a kid. I, I really wanted to to get a job as early as possible. And I, I saw that through waitressing at the and time. So when did you start your, when did you get your first job? What did you start to do? You wanted to work early. So uh, so that was that how'd you, how'd you earn money when you started? Yeah. Uh, so I was eight years old when I started my first business. Uh, it was a cookie business. My my slogan was the best part. It was never a crummy cookie. Oh, um, that's good. And I, that's great. I know, right? Yeah, not bad for um, and I actually did that until I was 14 years old. It was more successful than you would think. I did like open houses for realtors. I wow. just walked into places and said, this is what I have. Would you like to buy? And I had weekly customers. So um, that, what was, was your, that was cool. What was your signature cookie? God, it's been so long, like eight years old. Oh my goodness. Um, I remember I made cheesecake brownies because I did like Ooh. brownies and pies and stuff too. Nice. And yeah, cheesecake brownies was like crazy. So, um, and, sold out all the time. And the inspiration for this cooking and baking, did you like bake? Did you discover you like baking and then you could make money at it or were you watching the baking shows or oh yeah well food network was like huge in my house yeah. i would i was dying to be on food network and that was before you know you can just record yourself and put it on youtube right which is now what my kids are doing which is crazy um but no having yeah i love cooking my both my parents cook and that was just something you know i enjoy doing 
nice. So, and then, yeah. and then as soon as you were able to get a, a regular job, um, you yeah. worked at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, not Cracker Barrel. Close. Oh no, that's I right. At a, yeah, I worked <laughs> at a tea room. It was a funny story with that. I, I asked the lady if I can come in for an interview, the owner, and she asked how old I was and she literally laughed and said, no, uh, no thanks. And kind of hung up. And I called back and I said, could I please just be interviewed by minutes? You can tell me no in person and you know, it's fine. She said, okay, whatever. So I came in the next day and it so happened that her waitress and her cook both got sick that day and she had a huge party coming in. So she hired me on the spot. And at 14, I had a table of 17 people that I had to take care of. And she was in the back cooking and I worked for there until uh, they closed down her and her husband retired. And yeah, it was, it was a great first job. You know, that's not easy to step into a restaurant, know the menu and get in there. How'd you handle that? Um, I had so much confidence as a kid. I was just, oh man, I look back and I'm like, I don't know if I could do it now. Uh, But I was so excited. I mean, I had literally been dreaming of doing that forever. I just, I went and I started off the table by saying, hi, I'm 14. This is the first time I've ever done a table. Like, please be nice to me. (laughs) And everyone was great. And I I gave it the best I could. And you know, it it was nice. And and how'd you get to work? Did you ride a bike or did you get a ride? Oh, no. My my mom drove me. My mom drove me for the cookie business too. She drove me up to all these places that I walked into. So yeah, I had a, I had a chauffeur. (laughs) And now it's coming around full circle, right? (laughs) With your kids. Now you have to do that with your kids. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So, so we're doing the cookie business. Uh, Then we're in the tea room. And then what, after the tea room, what happens next? I actually did have jobs in between that. I was a barista for years. I opened up a Panera store. And so I worked at Panera for a long time while I was a teenager. But moving on later to when I got married, which I got married at 19. So that was pretty young. Um, I We moved across country together and we moved to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I started working full time for my parents' company doing Victorian lampshades, which was great because I got to work from home and, uh, you know, I loved what I was doing. But um, yeah, it wasn't until, until a little bit later until my husband got a nine to five job that we decided that's not for us. That's not what we wanted to do. And the RV business started. Where'd you guys meet you and your husband? We met at a bookstore when I was 16 years old. Aww. And I, he, he worked there at the time and I walked in with my cousin and I saw him and I said, I'm going to marry him one day. And I was kidding, uh, but I married him one day. And uh, I know, that was I know almost a lot 10 of years. people who do, who have said that and that and actually happened. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And I was, I was not the type of kid to like plan a wedding or want to get married yeah. or anything. So it was kind of funny. I, I, I was expecting to be my age now and not married, but you know. It worked out. <laughs> That's great. L- let's talk about the the RVs. What gave mm-hmm. you the idea to just, you just saw an RV and said, I'm going to renovate it? Um, I think it was the potential of the space. I look at space and like square footage mm-hmm. and it made me think about all the apartments and high end things like in New York City. Mm-hmm. The square footage is hardly anything right. and they're millions of dollars and they look amazing. They're magazine ready. And I thought, why can't I do that in an RV space? Why not? So that really motivated me to at least give it a shot. Yeah. And where'd you find the first RV? How'd you I find actually it? found it on Facebook Marketplace. And I don't I wasn't even looking for it. I really can't remember how I came across it, but it was just a good price and something possessed me to go check it out and it, I'm, I'm glad I did. Nice. No kidding. Yeah. And how yeah. long did it take you to turn that one around, that first one? So my husband was working full time at the time, so I just had weekends to work on it. So that one took me six months. And there was plenty of things that I had to redo in there because mm-hmm. it was a learning process. Um, but once I got it finished, it sold within 24 hours. 
hours. Actually, every renovation I've done since then, the longest wait I had to sell it was four days. Everything else has sold within 24 hours. So how, do, how did they find you that, you know, did you, how, how did you market it? Yeah, that quickly, I don't know. That was a surprise for me, but mainly Instagram. I've sold a lot of things through Instagram. I've sold one ring through somebody mentioned me uh, on Facebook in a group, um, not even me. It was just somebody who mentioned me. And then um, I've been featured in magazines. So that helped to get sure. some um, people to my page. But yeah, mainly just on social media. Nice. Do you get uh, requests like when you do your next one, I want it? Or is, is there a line or you, you just sell, sell after you make it? Um, usually I get a handful of people interested before I have it up for sale. Mm-hmm. But I don't really post too many details about mm-hmm. things, um, which isn't good. I should be posting more, but I'm just not good at keeping up social media. Um, but, you know, I'll have like right now I have a few people interested in the one that's coming up. But um, I don't set up showings or anything until it's closer to the time. Right. So are people getting their RVs done to go camping? Uh, are they getting their What are they getting the RVs done for? Um, typically, my average client is not your middle of the woods camper, right. um, although they can travel. I design them to be able to travel, um, which also a lot of people don't think is possible because they think, uh, I don't know, I guess they think they look too fancy and they're not able to go down the road. But they are. Typically, though, people use them as permanent or temporary living situations. And, you know, I have a client who's Airbnb one or going to soon. So that's typically what I work with. And so so when you say they look fancy, so that means you're working on the inside and the outside. So you're doing things on the outside as well or mostly on the inside? Not too much on the outside as far as like painting or anything. Every single one I do, I put new tires on. I get new like stairs. I wax the whole thing. I make sure all the seals are good. So I get them to like brand new condition on the outside, but the design part stays on the inside. Okay. Yeah. And and you got it down to the to the studs? Yeah. I mean, walls stay up, but other than that, everything pretty much changes. The cabinets stay in, but you know, they get all new painted mm-hmm. everything. And everything's included with my sales to decor, furniture, everything. So it's like a house in a box. Right. And yeah, is I it, like that. Is there a manufacturer that um, is heads and tails above others that make a better product? Or is there a manufacturer that you really like? Like Airstream, are they the... Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I've never actually bought an Airstream before, but I will say for like fifth wheels and for travel trailers, I've found personally that Forest River holds up pretty good. The quality is good. I've, I've bought, I don't buy ones with major issues too, but I, that's just hearsay from other customers and stuff saying they have other ones that have leaks all the time and stuff. Also, if you look on the outside of travel trailers, some will be aluminum and some will be fiberglass. The aluminum are the ridged ones and typically those devalue quicker and they also have leaks a lot more often. For me, I only buy ones that are smooth outside on made of fiberglass. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was That's that. Good safety <laughs> tips if yeah. you're ever getting yeah. into the van. Just know. a little For thing those of you who want to exactly. do your own RV, yeah. just, I would I would r- much rather have you do it because uh, <laughs> yeah. I got you. Are, yeah. So now you, you skipped the whole college thing. You went, you were working and then you just, you got married and we're having uh, kids and we're starting the RV thing and college was never uh, an issue uh, which is, of interest. Which I find interesting because you graduated high school so young. So obviously you're very bright. Right. Well, um, I, I try. Um, my parents didn't let me have a job until I graduated. So when I was 13, I went into, um, I think it was 13, maybe 12 when I went into like ninth grade, but I, I was homeschooled too. And I did a uh, school through a private school. Huh. I woke up at six o'clock every morning and worked till late at night for a year every day. Wow. Now my parents were like, you need to slow down, take your time. It's fine. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I was like, no, I need to graduate. So I, I graduated when I was 14. To me, college wasn't a pressing issue, uh, especially for what I knew I wanted to do. I wanted to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're not just born 
born with the talent of being a brain surgeon. So I think college is really helpful for some things. Right. But for me personally, I, I grew up seeing my parents be extremely successful, owning their own business, never going to college. So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't really um, that important to me when yeah. I was younger. Did you take any business courses, uh, accounting, finance, marketing, nothing? I didn't. The, the only thing I, I've ever been to an extra school for is I went to um, school for nutritional therapy when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually did that because I was pregnant and we were having our first kid and I just wanted to be doing everything right. You know, right. that wasn't for right. a career thing in mind. So yeah. other than that, no. Yeah, I mean, just if you're, you're, your parents obviously have a very successful business. So learning by doing, you know, yeah. I think, you know, it's I, yeah. I it's like people who go to cooking school who really just don't have the, the touch for great food versus people who can look in a refrigerator and make an unbelievable meal just because they're yeah. intuitive that way. And that's, you know, people are creative naturally. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you were you were ahead of the game because, you know, it's only now it's it's after your time that they're saying, oh, with the college debt and what college gives you, it's really not it's not necessarily a good ticket to get for yeah, everybody. I, I don't even do what I majored in in college. Right. Same with you know, my so. husband. My husband went to college, too, and, you know, never used it even before. Yeah. So, you know, it happens. It's hit or miss for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I yeah, I, I, I had a great time, you know, because they were football games and and fraternity parties, but the rest I barely remember. So it's all good. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I have, have, I've never heard of another business doing high-end RVs. Have you? Are you the first? Are you the pioneer? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a, definitely people all over renovating RVs. I think a lot of them, their main client is for people who are camping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, they, they look a little different than mine. I think mine, I always had envisioned the space that look like a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also know some who do look more like homes, but they're not able to travel. Mm-hmm. They'll put up, you know, chandeliers with a million little crystal beads. And, and when you have a moving, you know, home space, I always think of it as I'm designing a home that is guaranteed to go through an earthquake um, because that's what happens when they go down the road. Sure. So, you know, to, to create a home space, to be able to make that design and still travel. Uh, yeah, it's definitely more of a rarity. Which is which is great. You have a niche. Which yeah, is, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah. So w- what kind of money, you know, can you can you make from that? What's your overhead versus what you sell it for? How many you do a year? Yeah, all those things. Yeah. So, so far as of right now, I have done uh, five of my own renovations mm-hmm. since 2021. Um, but then I've also done several of custom client renovations where they've brought me their campers and stuff. So uh, I've done quite a few. My first one that I ever did, I bought for $6,000 uh, and I sold it in six months for $35,000. Like I said, in under 24 hours for that mm-hmm. one. So um, typically my prices go from that to all the way to one I'm doing right now is going to be 80,000. So it, it varies a lot. So, so when you say the first one, you bought it for six, you bought the RV for six. Correct. And yeah. then on top of it, you had all the costs that went into it for renovating right. in addition to your time. So, so with that, with that one, I was still way under 15,000 in total. Okay. So the okay. profit, the profit was still pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. No. And you, yeah. you and have to make a now because I could have, Yeah. Especially now because I could have done that one so much quicker being six months right. and, you know, my husband was working full time. I only had weekends. So it took me a lot longer than usual. Yeah. And you learned everything yourself, the, the, the plumbing, the, the electrical, the, the whole nine yards. Did you watch YouTube? Yeah. Did you watch YouTube uh, or read books or? Always. I'm always reading. I'm always watching YouTube. Um, my dad helped me a lot. My parents flipped houses too. 
Yeah. But as with anything, you know, RVs are different from home. So yeah. there's always a learning curve. Um, I'd say, I'd say the help from my parents is great, but YouTube's great. And then also trial and error. There's lots of things I've taught myself because I've messed up on them myself. So, you know, you learn as you go. Failure's good. Any, any, yeah. any <laughs> things that RVs should have that they don't, that you find easy to put into them or oh, something, you know, a, a way of redesigning them, something that they've been missing. It's been right under their nose. It's funny to me how much sofas and RVs, they are so expensive, like the standard RV stuff and they're that fake leather mm -hmm. and they're so bad quality. Yeah. They rip in like, I mean, you can buy a $100,000 RV and it feels like that stuff rips mm -hmm. in a year. I think residential furniture is a huge miss on manufacturer's part because it's so much more comfy. It looks better. It holds up better. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a lot of the times it's actually lighter than RV furniture. So huh. that's and how, do, how do you get them to not move around? Um, so I use D hooks in the floor and uh, my big pieces of furniture get bungeed down. Huh. Typically with my renovations, it takes 10 to 15 minutes tops to prepare from living in it to traveling. Oh, nice. Very clever. Yeah, not too yeah. That's great. So what's, what's your favorite thing about doing renovations? Uh, my favorite thing is how much I get to do different things all the time, but the design part of it is really fun. Mm -hmm. I literally get to sit in my office at home, drink a cup of hot tea and go shopping for two days straight. That'd so be, that's a blast. That'd be dream uh, for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a dream for anybody. It's, it's really fun. And, and just to create my own unique spaces and, and to share them, even with people who aren't looking to buy, it's just, I don't know. It's exciting for me. It's fun. That's awesome. And what's the worst thing? The worst thing, I think there, there's not really a worst thing. I think there's a lot of, of challenges that come up, new things to learn. And then also I'm such a perfectionist. So there's always a time when I look at my spaces and I think, oh no, I don't know if I like this. And then, you know, that goes away. It's finished. I always love what I do, but I think I'm my own big challenge at times. Yeah. Sometimes we are our own worst enemies, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. really. So here are the big things. Let me see. There's hot shower. Do, you, do the ones you buy have a hot shower? And if they don't, do you put one in? They all do um, have showers or baths or something. I typically renovate those too. So like uh, one of the last ones I did, I ripped it out and I put up new tiles that look like marble, except they were extremely lightweight and made for showers. So it looked like a marble built-in shower. So, you know, I'll update those spaces too, but they all, you know, have those there. The plumbing's ready for them. Uh, audio systems. Obviously people want sound and uh, audio. So you rewire for the audio, put in new speakers, all that. Um, a lot of them have audio wired through them. I include in every single one, I always put Echo smart devices in each room. Um, I always get brand new smart TVs and stuff like that, which I do hook up through the audio that goes through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's there. But I love I love my Echoes, so I always include them. <laughs> Fantastic, outstanding. Yeah. yeah. What? Go ahead. Did you want to ask no, a no, question? No, no, no. Just what kind of tips would you give for people who would like to start their own business in a creative field? Uh, I think two things come to mind. One is is fear of failure. Um, if that's your foundation, you're probably going to fail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if that's in the back of your mind all the time, you make decisions differently when you're scared of failing. And if you just go in it and, and you know, you can plan and things, but you can't let that be the forefront of mm -hmm. your mindset. And then also, you know, we live in a, a society where influencer culture is really big. I think there's a lot of things online that are just businesses for quick money. So the quality is not there. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of uniqueness. To me, when I see the most successful businesses in the creative industry, it's people who really pay attention to detail, put the quality of their work in there and they're unique. They're putting out things that is true to who they are. And I think if you have those two things, you're ahead of 90% of everyone else. 
Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, phonies on on the internet. Oh yeah. I just saw that two influencers are they were living the high style high lifestyle. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. run, they were running drugs. Okay. No. <laughs> Well, that's one way. <laughs> they got nailed. They're no both, they're both doing serious time. I, okay. They get caught yeah. with like, yeah. you know. Uh, but but it is, it's it's fake out there, you know. Um, it's, you have to be it, really you can't careful. Just, yeah, it's a lot of like pyramid scheme type deals and yeah, nothing to fake really profiles. fall into. Now, now mm-hmm. we have AI. Oh, there you go. This has been great. This has been fabulous. Thank yeah. you so much, Tessa. Thank you for doing this again. We, we appreciate yeah. it for my boo-boo. Um, Even funner right. the second time. There you go. All right, so, so how can people get in touch with you? Well, I have, a website and I have Instagram. My website will have everything that I've done and everything for sale on there. Uh, my Instagram is more of a daily update thing for me where I post a little bit of tutorials, some before and after stuff I'm selling. Um, both are Alchemy RV Renovations. That's a username on Instagram and then alchemyrvrenovations.com for the website. Excellent. Outstanding. Right. This is great. You're uh, very courageous, very smart, very brave. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And you're and dedicated fun. Yeah. and dedicated yeah. to the hard work. I, I like the fun part. I like the shopping part. <laughs> Me too. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you're spending other people's money. That's what my mom was an interior designer. And that's, that's what she always said. Her favorite part was spending other people's money. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I buy, I buy stuff a lot of the things that I buy for my RVs. They uh-huh. go in my house too. I'm working on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the bad part. Trust me. Yeah. I get that too. Anyway. <laughs> All right. That is it for us. This has been Biz Souls. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast. Podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.